Welcome to Building Perceptions Podcast. I am Angel. And I'm KB. Welcome back, guys. Tonight, we will be talking about non-traditional marriages. I know that that seems a little bit crazy to some people, but I thought that it would be interesting to talk and see what my friend's perspective is versus what my perspective is on non-traditional marriages. Um, I have been married. My co-host, Angel, is currently married. So I just thought that it would be a good idea for us to kind of, you know, dip our toes into seeing some things outside of the lines and maybe, you know, getting some perspective on what that looks like. So I think I'll start by just saying, again, I've been married. So me being a divorced person, I think I realized a bunch of things right outside of my marriage. When I was in the marriage, you know, you're just this person, you're trying to please your mate, you're trying to make everything perfect. You want to, you know, do everything right by this person. So you try your hardest and you take a lot away from yourself, you know, as it is in the marriage. And I think it's hard to even find individuality sometimes when you're married to a person and, you know, you're trying to not only create a foundation with a person, but you're also trying to make sure they understand you. You're trying to make sure you understand them. You know, you want to meet them at their needs, you know, when it's possible. Right. So with all of that comes making sure you do what they like, right? Making sure you do sometimes do what they say or you kind of feel forced, if I might add, to go the extra mile or to do something outside of what you would normally do or want to do for yourself. So um, as I'm speaking on this, I'm really just remembering a time where when I was married, excuse me, when I was married, we were young. Like I married when I was 22 years old and I just thought that everything, I was a a baby in Christ. So I was like new to being a Christian. I wanted to be the perfect wife and everything. And we had so many trials heading into our marriage that I didn't realize that they would carry on. You know, sometimes you think, oh, when we get married, things will be better. No, baby, those trials follow you (laughs) like that piece of paper (laughs) and you jump in that broom. That does not make a difference. Like you need to be ready and prepared for what's to come. Um, And I think now that I'm outside the marriage and I look back into like certain trials and ways that we dealt with things, I'm like, we, it could have probably been a whole lot easier had we not held each other to a certain standard, you know? Um, I'm right? (laughs) Yeah, like holding each other to the standard of what the world says marriage is. And I think that's why I want to touch on non-traditional marriages, not to say that the way that um, I married back then was the wrong way, but I think that there is another way. You know, there's always another way with things. And sometimes we just go with what we know because it's traditional or because we're used to it or we're used to seeing it. And I just figured I, you know, try to discuss and see how people felt about non-traditional marriages so Fran you're married like 
when I think about just being, you know, a single woman, like I know there are things that I can get up and do and I can just go and I can do that I wasn't able to do when I was married. Like, you know, but if I can be honest, I also rely on I'm self-sufficient and I rely on the security of myself. Like, is that, do you feel like that in your marriage? Are you not in your marriage per se, but as a married woman, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, I can only speak from a point of view of my marriage. Okay. Um, And if I can be completely honest, I know I've told you this before, but I never aspired to be a wife. It just wasn't my thing. You know how some little girls grow up like I dreamed of this day since I was a small girl it wasn't my thing and I think that was largely because I didn't see marriage growing up I didn't have any example of it to say oh I want that one day so it's not that I was ever against marriage it's just it was not something that was ever on my mind like I never thought about marriage until my husband like he was intentional from the very beginning um, about wanting me to be his wife and then that's when my mind got into the frame of being somebody's wife or possibly getting married but I will say um with my experience in marriage we're not speaking about this to not marriage because it's a very beautiful thing for me I love the partnership of it I love you know being able to have somebody and I think it also plays a role because Maybe because I'm the baby of five. So I love having somebody to take care of me as well as, you know, hold me up when I need it. But I will say, when I first got married, I was very intimidated in my marriage. And if I can explain that, it's because my husband was married prior to me before. So... Again, I never saw marriage, never aspired to be a wife. So I didn't know the first thing you're supposed to do in marriage. I never thought, oh, we're going to get married. And then right. everything changes. You know, you're going to be what whatever I want you to be. I'm going to be whatever you want me to be. But my intimidation came because he had been married before. So a lot of things that we built our marriage on in the beginning was me just literally following his lead because I felt like he had to be right right he's like he like he had the he had the construct of what marriage was like he's been here okay I see so he he gotta know what what's needed to be done because he's tried it I'm sure he's learned from the mistakes he made of may have made in his previous marriage so you know the way we're building this marriage it has to be this way because he knows I don't know and I can, if I can be completely honest it came a point in my marriage where I felt like God well what do I want what do I like what is it like let me be very clear my husband never forced anything on me I just was very very to an extent submissive as far as how the marriage should be constructed mm-hmm. because I felt like he's done it before he's made the mistakes in the marriage to know what not to do again like if I can give an example I love music right so I can't even get in the car and drive off without the music playing first I love music my husband feels like if you're in a car with somebody 
you shouldn't have music on. You should be connecting with them. That's kind of rude, you know? So like the first large part of our marriage, like we rode in a car with no music and I love music. So when I kind of finally had to sit with myself when I was realizing like, hey, well, what do you want out of this marriage? What is it that you like? What is, you know, the things that you feel like can be an attribute to this marriage? That was a conversation I did have to sit down and have with my husband. And he was very understanding. Like he understood why I felt the way that I felt like I kind of been doing things your way because, and I'm not saying his way was wrong. We weren't in a bad spot, but we can lose ourselves not just in marriage and relationships, period, you know? So, marriage can be a very beautiful thing. It takes work. Mm-hmm. It I definitely agree. takes work. It's not something you are just able to show up in when you're ready. It, it definitely right. takes work. But with saying all of that, um, I definitely can't wait till you get into some of the definitions of a non-traditional marriage because if I can be completely honest, like, love my husband to death cannot see life without him but if god don't see fit for me and him to make it the the long haul i don't think i would ever do this again so when i when you say get into the definition of non-traditional marriage i think that to be honest with you there is no right or wrong way to do marriage right like it is completely based on Right. So it is, to me, it is completely based on your relationship with that person. What works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, Obviously, at certain points, you feel the need to compromise, right? Like you said, with the whole music thing. Like, to me, sometimes we lose ourselves over compromising. Like, Mm -hmm. Instead of instead of feeling it necessary to speak up in our marriages, um, you know, you don't want to hold the weight of your marriage. And I think that that plays both on the side of the husband and the wife. Like you don't want to just hold the weight of your marriage. You know, you want to be able to communicate and uh, just do things to a point where it, it feels good for everybody. You know what I mean? The compromise um, has to feel good for everybody, not just one side of it. Exactly, exactly. So when I when I think about traditional marriage, right, I think about how, you know, a lot of people refer back to, oh, when our grandmothers and our aunts and, you know, mothers back in the day, they were married, like they never left their husbands or, you know, they rolled out the marriage. And I think that's beautiful, right? Like if you can maintain a marriage for years and years and years, in spite of what you go through with the person, I think that's beautiful. Because to me, that says that you were able to overcome things, right? But if, if we're speaking and we're being real about it, sometimes people stay and they don't overcome. They settle, they they overcompromise, they lose themselves completely to 100%, and now they are just being what the their mate or spouse needs them to be. Mm-hmm. But also, I think about... You know, when I was younger, I used to go and visit my my great grandparents, and I always wonder, like, why do they sleep in different rooms? You know, um, why is Grandma in this room and Papa's in this room? But now that I'm old enough to understand, it's like even living in a house with people for years, 
like with the same person year after year after year, no matter what you go through with this person, like you still have to be in that same space, right? You still got to come home to this person. You still have to cook this person food. You still have to. And sometimes you need to find a moment of individuality. I feel like being able to create a safe space in your home for you and your husband, like your husband might have a uh, what they call them a man's cave right mm-hmm. I believe that every man should have a place where he should go he can go in his home and have peace outside of his children and outside of his wife right because mostly in traditional marriages men are what they would consider the breadwinners they work harder they deal with a lot more but to be honest with you women deal with the same so I also feel like if a woman more, should also if not involved. more right if not more and again it does depend on your relationship it depends on your marriage but I just think that a woman should also have a space you know she should also have a, a, a space where she can go and reflect and be at peace away from her children and away from her husband you know and not feel overcrowded or feel like you know she has to continuously deal with everything and carry this weight on her shoulders but have a, a safe space to go and release right I to to me some people in traditional marriages they don't necessarily believe in that I remember being in my marriage and being so upset with my ex-husband and we would have to get the same bed. we lived in an apartment at the time we again we were very young and we were just starting out everything and there wasn't any space we had so many moments of just blowing steam off on each other. He would be upset about something. He'd take it out on me. I'd be upset with about something. I'll take it out on him. And then I'll go pray. Like, Lord, forgive me. But I had to find a, a place of peace. You know, we didn't have that place. It's like, okay, you're irritated with this person, but you're, you still have to be around this person. Right. So I don't. You know, some people think it's strange to, oh, they sleep in different rooms or they have different rooms where they can. Sometimes you need a break. Like sometimes you need a space to go. Like you might not want to sleep with him that night. He might not want to sleep with you. You know what I mean? And that should be okay. It should never feel like you're entitled to come to bed or you're entitled to this. It. I think that's where things become tough because one or the other people starts to feel like they don't have a sense of self anymore it's almost like they're being controlled or they are outside of the control in traditional marriages I can definitely respect that like that viewpoint of it Mm -hmm. Um, and again we always say do what works for you but my thing with sleeping apart (laughs) for my marriage that would never work and, and I'm going to speak solely for me. I can't speak for my husband. But literally, if we're having a disagreement, I'm fine as long as he don't come in the room where I'm at. But when it's time, the moment he steps into the room, like it, I, now I'm like, okay, I'm mad again. Or I'm feeling whatever I was feeling for whatever disagreement we might have just had. Like, it's, again, right. I'm an out of sight, out of mind type person. And oftentimes I've noticed like if we're having a disagreement and we probably not feeling each other this day for the whole day, when we connect back in that bed, bed, and I don't mean sexually, just laying down next to each other, to me, like, 
we become whole again for me personally like to me everything that was happening before it's like it doesn't matter anymore I feel like that is our space where we reconnect and what's the the bible verse about going to sleep with the wrath um don't let the sun go down on your wrath that one that one and again that is something that was put out there many many years ago through you know many many years of and generations of marriages so when you get into the non-traditional part of it I can respect where you're coming from where you feel like everybody should have their their own space to be able to just be you know not I'm a husband or I'm a wife or you know whatever the case may be just for me and my marriage like the whole end of the night we gotta come together like and again it does not mean sexual because that don't make nothing better we have to come together and, and what has historically worked for my marriage in those moments that's when we talk like we end up speaking in the bed that night about what took place and come to an understanding but I do I do understand how what you're saying is like you need your own space and maybe I need the night to be in here and you be in there me I need to take a vacation <laughs> well I'm not I'm not and let's just be clear because I'm not saying that this is something I'm speaking on this because I want to understand if it's a possibility for marriage to be non-traditional because mm-hmm. when I think about if I can be honest I can say there were some times that we got in the bed and maybe we talked and dealt with situations and there were some some absolute times where I didn't want to be in the bed with him like mm-hmm. I did not want to deal with the how I felt I've been in, in, in just situations where I carry something so heavy and I just didn't, I couldn't be around the person. Like I need to separate myself because I need to deal with me for a moment. Because if I'm not dealing with me, what you say next, I don't know how I'm going to respond. Mm -hmm. So I think when I speak on having a place and we hear a lot about, Oh, he, he, he in a doghouse, he's sleeping on a couch. I just feel like what's the difference between a couch and in another room? Oh, you know what I mean? Like, right, a, having a whole another room. I'm not saying that that's his room to go and sleep in or that he should be in there every night. But I think that at certain points, if if that works for you, you know, great, like amazing. You know, if that works for other marriages, I think that you should keep up what works for you. But what I'm really trying to tap into is that is it possible that it works differently for other people and other people because like I said again I tried to do it the traditional way I tried to do it according to okay yeah we're not gonna let the sun go down on our wrath but I'm laying in a bed with you and I can't I'm still angry and I you're not trying to talk and when I'm when I try to talk to you you're not understanding maybe I need to not let the sun And that hurts. You right. Get really, even more emotional. And maybe I, I'm only control in control of my relationship with God. So maybe I need to separate myself from you for that time, and don't let the sun go down on my wrath because I'm in control of my own issues. I'm in control of how I feel and my feelings personally, and how I deal and handle myself when it comes to my marriage. So it was important to me that I maintained my relationship not just with God but also like try to do my best to deal with 
you know, situations with my ex. And, you know, everybody's different. Like, he was just a different type of guy. He was nonchalant about a lot of stuff. Like, a lot of stuff, he'd be like, okay, we'll be all right tomorrow. But then I'm still mad, but you don't want to have a conversation, though. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the, I need to have conversation. I need to talk things out. So when you don't want to have a conversation, it's still in me. And now I need to go somewhere separate from you. I need to let it out. And I need to pray. If you don't want to talk, then I have to separate myself from you. Because I don't want the devil to have a moment to enter in between you and I. And I have not done the work on myself. So I just think that that part of it for me personally is important. You know, again, I I only hope to marry again. Um, If I can be honest, I have considered not marrying traditionally. Like, and what I mean by that is uh, going to, pardon, going to have documents of being married, right? Having it all down on paper, um, paying money to have a marriage license, um, paying for this big, huge wedding to have everybody come to who, let's be honest, at points don't necessarily even believe in your marriage or believe in your your unity with the person that that you're going to be, you know, together with, like, I find it very, because when I got married before, I had people at my, oh, it's only going to last a couple years, you know, oh, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to make it, like, they're not going to make it, I had people calling me, saying things, like, it, like I said, the trials into my marriage were a mess, like, it just was not on, a good foundation and I'm not going to say that's the reason why we divorced obviously there were other reasons involved but to start off your marriage and have so much turmoil and then on top of that you pay for a wedding you pay for a dress you pay for a cake you pay for this you pay for that you now now I'm feeling like I came back out you know like I I feel like if I wanted to I I don't have the right and I don't have the affordability to just leave all of this on the table that may have come out of our pockets like I need to make something of this right Mm -hmm. so you start to feel the pressure of needing to do what you now feel like I probably should not do and I think that that happens excuse me guys I'm a little a little raspy today but I think that that happens more than we know, right? <clears throat> we start to p- press forward, um, you know, into a situation that we may want to back out of. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that every time you feel a need to back out, you should back out. But I think that at a time where you have put so much on the line, now you feel required. To continue or to stay. So when I think about non-traditional marriages, right? Like, I'm going to be honest. My next marriage, I don't want to go down to the courthouse and get paper. I do want to be married, but I want to be married under God. I want to be married in spirit and in the truth of that. And I want that too. An agreement between me and my husband and God. Because I can't leave out the fact that God is the most important part of a marriage to me. Right? 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was just going to say that if I could be completely honest when I said, I don't think I would ever do this again. Um, it's not because I don't, I don't love my husband and I don't love my marriage. Right. It's just the factor of everything now becomes a thing. I will say the moment me and my husband got married, God blessed us abundantly in the financial department. So when I also just think about that, like you have to do taxes with your husband. You have to, if you want to buy a house or things like that, there is ways to get around it. But primarily, you know, to be equal and fair in your marriage, unless y'all just got an agreement, both of y'all got to have the best credit or what if your husband has children and has child support. Like you have to consider all of these things because now you guys are one and you're responsible for all of this. And the iron, the, the thing that gets me is that they say, you know, the the highest thing that breaks up marriage is the financial part of it, right? But if you just think about the government, once you get that piece of paper that binds you with this person, it's pretty much like y'all marrying the government, not each other. Thank you. Like it's that is what like, I'm getting to. <laughs> it's literally like you're marrying the government, not each other. Like it has nothing to do with you. This is what they set up to be able to gain from it between exactly. you two. Because when you really think it out, think about it and break it all down, it has nothing to do with what really the Bible says about marriage. So exactly. that'd be the part that makes me like, I would never do this again because it just, it's like if me and my husband don't, you know, work out, if God don't see us going to the end, it's like I would never want to join into this type of agreement with anybody else and not be able to cleanly walk away. When you hear about all these people, oh, we had to, we couldn't get divorced for years because we were battling this. We wanted to know who was going to take this. And granted, a lot of us won't have to do that because let's be honest we're not like a high celebrity person with a lot of money but even regular everyday people have finances to figure out it you can't just walk away from this situation right like do let me ask you this do you feel like the the government's piece of paper is what causes people to stay more than fighting for their marriage because they want to well I will say that back in the day I never knew what Adults meant when they would say it's cheaper to keep it, right? Mm-hmm. So, what I found out is that sometimes, yes, it is technically cheaper to keep her because you are not you when you start to divorce to divorce somebody, you have to obviously, and if it involves a house and all of these other things, assets, like you have to now hire an attorney right who knows if you're gonna have to pay spousal support you know it's just a lot that comes with divorcing or separating yourself from somebody and I think that's why a lot of people nowadays are going into prenup agreements because they're finding that oh to marry this person like if I come in with all this money I want to leave with all this money I don't want to be responsible for taking care of you after or you taking half of what I created prior to coming into this relationship right and then let's be 
let's be honest, you're operating from, and divorce, you're operating from a place of hurt. Like, you can't even clearly separate yourself from this person because you're hurt. So you might fight a little harder for something that might not have meant more to you if this piece of paper wasn't involved and said, I can do this because I got this piece right. of paper and this is what it says I'm entitled to. Like, I think it would just be if you didn't have the traditional piece of paper because literally you married the government, you didn't marry your husband or your wife, it would be, I think people would could better separate if they didn't have this piece of paper that gives them a right to act out because there's hurt. I'm not saying you can't hurt, but it's it's the government for me. Yeah, <laughs> and and I agree. And that's, I I think when I really, when, when I really touch on being an, in a non-traditional marriage like I found myself at certain points being married to my ex-husband like you want to marry who you love right you want to marry who you're connected to you want to marry this person based on how they make you feel not their, not necessarily their assets or you know but nowadays that's important because I had to look at it different back then I married him based on our connection based on the fact that I felt like you know we would be a good fit we were in the same space we both wanted a marriage and you know he had debt that came with him I had debt but it was like baby debt right like it wasn't nothing it wasn't nothing huge I probably had like student loans but it was small because I was still young I wasn't old enough I had only went to school once and um he came in with a child support debt which it was being threatened to take my finances and at the time um you know he was working but he had lost a job so I was the breadwinner so now it becomes a uh, okay now they're getting ready to take money out of my check that I work hard for and I, I didn't have anything to do with this child prior to coming into this marriage you know I didn't lay down with the both of you like I didn't come to any agreement on who's paying what for what and you know what I mean so exactly. for me like to really think about it now it's like I would rather be able to marry who I love and if he does have kids great I love kids right but I don't want to carry the burden of your child support, your credit card debt, your whatever else you come with. You know what I mean? And I know that um, in traditional marriages, you're supposed to accept the person with what they come with, right? Yeah. But I think that it is... It's, it's easier to accept them if you don't have this piece of paper binding you to be crucified if the they end. don't do what they're supposed to do right or you decide to walk away. Like yeah. It's, it's just terrible the way it's set up. It makes it hard to really be in the marriage and focus on the marriage because let's be clear, like I'm very happily married. But it's it's also like, okay, we're not going to act like I don't still have to think, of some, think about sometimes like if my husband was to ever leave me or we wanted to be together or whatever, what would that look like? Like, now we got to figure this out. We got to figure it out. Like, like, you want to be able to have a clear mind, a clear understanding going into your marriage and being in your marriage. They make it hard for you to really do that because you have to worry about all these other things that they came with. And you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to know who you're getting 
you know, married to and what they come with. You know, you're supposed to know that. And cool, it's, it's one thing from like, I got your back. I, I can help you do this. I'll figure it out. Opposed to having this piece of paper and y'all figuring it out for us. Exactly. It's, it, to me, you know, they, they consider marriage. If you look up marriage and definition, it's considered to be an institution, right? And the funny thing is I spoke to a young lady few years back and she asked me was I married and at the time I was divorced and I'm like no and she was like in her early 20s and she was like to be honest with you I don't want to get married and she was like the reason why I don't want to get married is because I feel like marriage is a business I view marriage as being a business and she was like yeah you can love the person that you're with but at the end of the day you have to handle it like it's a business you both come into this business as partners And there is a partnership in this business. So everybody needs to hold their weight accordingly. And she was like, it's all about finances. It's all about um, the way that you communicate, right? And she was like, it's all about um, you building an empire. And she was like, and she was like, I would hate to marry somebody who is not ready or prepared to build an empire. And I sat back and I thought about that. I said, this is a wise little young girl because I never thought about that at her age. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never considered that marriage could be handled like a business. And if it was, it could be successful, right? If we put aside all of the fluff of being married, spending $1,000 on a wedding, um, you know, trying to keep one person from progressing and I'm not saying this happens in every marriage sometimes we have people who champion their mates but it happens I've been in it you know what I mean like it happens where one person is insecure and they don't want to see you excel so they try to hold you back and tell you no you probably shouldn't do that you probably shouldn't but when you both have that mindset like okay I'm going into this marriage we're going to build automatically building should be the purpose to me like if we're in a marriage we should be building and I don't mean like oh just build our finances we need to be building each other like I'm building you and you're building me you uplifting me and I'm uplifting you at any point you down I should be the iron that sharpens you right because we're supposed to be as the bible says we're supposed to be a help to our husbands and being a help to our husbands does not mean that he's not supposed to be a help to us it just means that we are in the right place at the right time with the right abilities to assist him when he has a problem that he does not know how to fix as a man. We always have what it is that he needs to do, even if his ego is too big for us to really agree that he needs my help. Like he definitely needs my help and I definitely need to find a way to step in to be that help to him. Um, but I also want to really touch on the downside of not ha- not t- being in a non-traditional marriage and not having that paper because is there any security in that? You know what I mean? And I think I question that too. Like, is the paper really set up to be the security? Like you said, like, does that paper keep people longer? And I'm not going to lie. I think my marriage was over in year number two, but I stayed five and was separated for another two after that so 
you know what I mean? Like, I think that... I feel like if you were, if, if somebody really decided to go the non-traditional route, there are ways to set it up where there is security. That's where you have wills and trust. And, and I just wanted to, okay. you know, but like, if, if you really sit down and you talk to your mate and you decide to go into it, you will... Because you don't have, as you say, all the fluff to worry about. I agree. About. You can focus way more on this is what we want. This is what we want to do. What does that look like for us? How do we set it up if something happens to me? You're the one that makes all my decisions. Or, you know, things like that. Like, there are ways around it without having that marriage with the government. I agree. I agree 100%. Because now... Like you said, you're not marrying the government because marrying the government means at some point the government holds somebody responsible to get money out of whatever the situation is. If you're marrying somebody, you have to pay to marry them. That's ridiculous. Like if I choose this person and you're not you're not even the, the pastor, you're not officiating my wedding why do I have to pay you for anything? Like I should not have to pay you for this piece of paper that says that I love this person. I have chose this person to be my husband or be my wife. That is ridiculous. And then I have to pay you to say, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Right. Didn't we speak before about a post we saw a while back that says something like, um, should there be a requirement to, do paperwork or something to say if you want to still be married every year yes we did and I think it was like basically redoing the paperwork is that that is that what it was it was like redoing right, the paperwork like, yeah something like they send you something every year you have to basically check a box saying hey yes we're going to continue the marriage or no we're not going to continue the marriage I think that's an awesome idea yeah, I think it is, but but guess what? There probably comes with a fee for processing the paperwork. Like, exactly. But I think it's good for those who still believe in traditional marriages and want to go that route. At least you still have that that outlet to decide. Yeah, okay, we're at this. I just think because, that. I'm sorry, I just think that either way, we we are really paying the government to govern our marriage to really say. Also, I also think it'll help you it'll help you think like every year you know this paper coming you have to really if you somebody that's serious about your life you have to really sit with yourself like is it more beneficial for me to stay in this and work it out with where we are right now and where we are right right now might be really really good or really really bad right or you know it helped it would because to me I just feel like if I was in that and we were having issues okay the first year the paper came and it's like okay we're gonna try to stick it out what happens when you had three years you still going through the same stuff like okay now i need to really decide what it is i'm gonna do i think it would still be beneficial for those who still want to do the traditional route it gives them something to think about every year or every two years or whatever the case may be to really be real with yourself i think that would be a great idea instead of what it is like yeah, but friend, think about this. So if there was always a way for you to receive a letter once a year to say whether or not you want to be married to this person, do you know how much how many issues that could cause in a non in a traditional marriage, right? And I'm looking at it from another side because obviously 
I'm an optimist, so I'm going to look at it on the upside and I'm going to look at it on the downside. If you receive this paper in a year's time and everything's going great and you're like, yes, that paper could come right at a moment where you having an argument, you mad at him. It might not even be an argument that's worth lasting, but because you're so deep in your emotions at that point, you might check that box and send that paper in. And you need not be in that marriage because you're not there to, to do what God tells you to do for better or worse. But again, we can't really determine what that better or that worse means. You know what I mean? So we can't really judge it off of that. But, but I'm I, what I'm saying, if it's that easy for you to be like, yeah, I'm mad today. This came right on time. I don't even want to think about working this out. You don't need to be there anyway. Like you're doing yourself a favor and possibly you're made a favor by exiting because you would, that's possibly the person that's staying year after year because they got this paper or finances attached that they just don't want to deal with. Yeah, but let's be real. Like, there are times, there has most definitely been times in my marriage where I was absolutely in love with my husband and we were doing good. And the moment that he made me furious and I was so mad and upset, I rethought whether or not I wanted to be married. I, I definitely had moments where I was like, do I want this? Like, do I want to put up with this? Do I want to deal with this? So to, to have that thought and to be in that space and receive a paper that makes you think twice about whether you want to continue, I think that it is it can be an outlet for good and it can also be an outlet for bad. And let's just be honest, what about on the man's end? Because yeah, you're a wife and we're emotional. We do think emotionally. Most times it's the wives who filed for divorce. Let's just be honest. A lot of times men don't want to leave their wives regardless to whether the man is out there cheating or doing whatever he's doing. He never wants to leave that security of his home. To him, he'll stay if he can continue doing what he's doing. But let's be honest, like it'll more than likely always be the wife who will file for a divorce or who might in this particular situation receive this paper at a 12 month and decide I don't mean to bring Ray J and Princess into it but it seemed like every year they get a divorce mm-hmm. and to me yes they have been through some tumultuous things right they have been through really crazy things but if think about it if you're the year passed and that letter came and gave princess the option or gave Ray J the option in that time where one of them might wanted to work on the marriage. The other one didn't. Right. And you know what I mean? No, I definitely understand that. And this is why we always tell y'all we have two different perspectives because as I agree with you, it's always more than likely the women that lose the marriage. But as women, we, we talk it out, we fuss it out, we show signs well before we get to that point. Absolutely, for of sure. What, what we're needing, what we're requiring, well before we get to that point, before we just get to within, it's like, I can't do it and do this anymore. So either you're that woman who has 
you're at the place where you feel like I've said all I could say to make you see what it is I'm requiring or needing or I've done all I can do or you're just somebody that wanted out anyway. So here yeah. it is. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how I see it. But I definitely understand your position in it. But we're women. We leave mentally before we leave physically. I'm going to be honest. If I would have had that out in year number two, I would have took that. <laughs> <laughs> being a hundred like dangerous for some it could definitely be dangerous for some i mean i could see me being that person that early on in a marriage and going through some stuff like i told y'all i'd be ready to i'm flight i'm not fight (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i could definitely understand it but again even still i'm sure you voiced and tried to have conversation and as you said he wasn't a communicator so you 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 know when you got to that place and that paper came it's like look and then it could also be a good thing where okay I got this and I'm really could if you communicate well I got this paper you know it came I'm really considering moving forward with it because this is the space that I feel like I'm in this is what I've done prior to if you're really a communicator it might cause you to spark a conversation with your spouse that makes you that makes them like okay she ain't playing like let me try to change and then you got a whole nother year to see if they stay on the straight and narrow yeah you're right about that it could be it could be good or bad just like anything just just like anything it could be you're right about that so when we really talk about the security like in not having the paper I think that a few things play a big part in that like like you said just having open communication with your partner about what happens in this non-traditional marriage how can we make it secure for the both of us so that we both always feel secure we both always feel heard we both are always communicating about you know how we're feeling versus feeling the need or feeling it necessary to just walk away and because I think whenever, honestly, I think that you would have to be complete adults. You could not marry anybody young. You would have to have gone through some things and witnessed the test of time to and be a healed and focused type of person to go through a non-traditional marriage because exactly. it requires self-discipline. Right, because now we don't have this paper governing whether or not and how long or tying us together. Yeah, that's tying us together, and you second guessing it because now you're like, oh dang, if I marry her, I'm gonna have to cut out of my pocket. I'm gonna have to probably leave her the house because she got the kids. I'm gonna have to probably pay spousal support, child support, all of this. I'm just gonna stay with her, you know. Other than having that that paper or that paper come every 12 months to say, hey, this is your out. Are you ready? Like, you want to go ahead and tap out versus going through a whole full divorce proceedings? I th- Obviously, it would have a, a lot more bullet points added to what happens. Yeah, stipulations on what happens in that process of that 12-month period. But I think when I really think about it being non-traditional, you would most definitely have to be a self-disciplined person um, because it's going to require discipline. You really have nothing holding you and keeping you together. Um, You really have nothing holding you back from deciding this day, I'm tired of her. I don't want to be with her no more. Like I'm just going to get my own place and go and move over here and 
you know, do what I'm doing. Or her saying, I'm tired of him. Like, I don't want to deal with this no more and just pack up her stuff and leave as well. Like, there was really nothing holding you together. So I think it's interesting to really look at both sides. Like, is non-traditional marriage more beneficial for a relationship or can it be the detriment of a marriage? You know what I mean? Can it be something that does not hold as much weight as a traditional marriage where you have this paper holding you together? You are kind of held to a certain standard or, you know, a certain type of lifestyle, I guess you could say. I just feel like much like anything, it depends on the parties involved. For sure. For sure. It just depends because just as much as we say this piece of paper does not tie you together, you can just go. So it's going to really take you to really be in it and want to be in it. Some people don't care about the piece of paper. They're like, I'm out. You know, I ain't no fighting to get together. (laughs) Like, so it really just depends on the individual. But, you know, just speaking on our our own perspective, to me, I think if you were to do a a non-traditional marriage, like you said, all those things about you have to really be clear about what you want. But I, I think if someone was to go that route and they really plan it out with their mate and you know on the same page with their mate it allows you to really just focus on the love yeah and I really allows that I 100% agree with you because like I said if I was to marry again I would definitely want it to be a non-traditional me my husband and God type of marriage like I don't want to have a big huge wedding I don't want the Mm -hmm. fluff of it all I don't want to have people at my wedding cursing over it before we jump the broom or before we exchange rings like I just don't want to have to incorporate what the things that I know that could if if not done or added to the marriage correctly to be the fault of my marriage leaving like I know that if I'm in a marriage with somebody who is like-minded and who has chosen to do this this way for the same reasons that I have chosen to do it that we wouldn't have to sit here and worry about um if we're doing it right before God or if we're not because again God didn't ordain marriages to be tied to a piece of paper there's nowhere in the Bible that it says that you have to have this particular document like I do believe that if you are a couple two people who are before God and you are together praying together if you are together holding each other accountable if you are praying for that person when that person most needs it and you're uplifting that person and you're a a constant support and a constant um, source for them outside of God and you both are going to the main source of God, there is no reason why it shouldn't work. You know what I mean? Unless you just don't want it anymore. And And that happens. Right. And to give an example, let's speak about Yandy and Mendeecees. Like, granted, they didn't get married officially because of his legal trouble. But there again, this would have been something that she would have been tied to. So they did make the decision to have, you know, a non-traditional marriage. I don't know if they're legally married now, but it works for some people. Yeah. And, and, and to be completely honest, if you really somebody that really looks 
at things for what they are like that just thinking about a non-traditional marriage for somebody to stay committed to me and they don't have this piece of paper necessarily hold that's an honor to me like don't get me wrong the piece of paper is an honor too but like you always can question like is this why you stay right I never even thought about it like that yeah like to be in it and it's like we're doing this because we want to really be in it and we're working at it every day like that can be very honorable and I know y'all probably listen like girl you you're in a whole marriage with a piece of paper but I can see the other side of things just because I'm in this doesn't make me you know not be able to see what the other side may look like like I don't see me ever leaving my husband but if I end up in a Nene Leaks and Greg Leaks situation we wouldn't have got another piece of paper we would just be in a non-traditional marriage at that point like yeah so we we champion do what works for you absolutely and I I am obviously a person that can definitely see both sides of it like I said I was married and it just didn't work for me like I think everything that I tied to being married to begin with when I thought that I wanted to be married to this person was nothing like what happened in my marriage and I'm not saying that it was all terrible right like we had some really good moments but if I can be honest, there was a lot of our troubles came from finances. It came from even sometimes me feeling like I cannot leave because of the paper, because of this or because of that. It took me a while to really, and I was unhappy for a long time. And when you become unhappy in a situation and your person does not hear you or does not understand why you're unhappy, no matter how much you explain it to them, exactly. you tend to, you tend to really, um, you really, you tend to really start straying away from them emotionally anyway. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's still that, um, that connection that you want to have with your person always. Right. And I think that connection, obviously sex is a big factor in marriage. We need to be honest about like, if you, if you struggling in that area, you need to spice it up because it is the way that men connect. Unfortunately, like we could talk all our heads off all day and we can connect through conversation, but if they can't feel you, that is the way that they connect and feel connected to you outside of just having conversation. They want to understand you and then maybe they want to have sex. That's just, it's right. just what it is. But, but that is obviously a way that, you know, God allowed us to be, you know, man to woman to be able to connect with the person that you're with. Like, you know, connect that back together. There is a very strong connection and, and, in sexual unity when you're with that person and I don't want to go into that but I'm just I'm speaking on marriages because I think there are certain things that um we want to take away from it but I think it is it's important you should not be um taking sex off the table from your mate that should not be an option 
You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying like, oh, if he out there, he cheating, he's sleeping with multiple women, multiple women, and you know that, that's securing yourself, right? Then at that point, you make a sound decision and say, okay, well, it's no longer a unity. You've added three, four, and five people to what was between me and you. Now I have to take myself off the table. That's understood. But I think that when we really think about the security in marriages as a whole, it does come with individuality, right? It comes with the fact that you as an individual need to be happy with yourself. You as an individual need to make sure that you are taking care of your mental stability um, and anything else because you should not be putting the weight on your mate to make you happy all the time because sometimes they don't know you know they don't know what you need and vice versa so that means sometimes it does require to be honest we don't always know what we need right we have to sit with ourselves and figure it out so we can't really you know leave it up to somebody else to know how to make us feel better when at times we can you have to be honest and say like I don't really know why I'm feeling this or what's going on with me you have to sit in it in bed and figure it out right right so yeah I think that it is important that you know you do create individuality in it um and to make yourself one feel secure in yourself because bringing insecurity into any marriage traditional non-traditional could affect you and it could also affect your marriage and your spouse as you know that person being an individual because you start to put that weight on that person but I think it is safe to say that either way you know with traditional marriage and non-traditional marriage you will have there will be some mm, should I or shouldn't I you know what I mean there's there can work off either way Either way. You don't have to work at it. Either way. Either way. Either way. It's just so a matter guys, of choice. Right. We would like to know some of your perspective. If you're in a non-traditional marriage, let us know. Reach out. Tell us yeah. how it's working out for you. If you're in a traditional marriage, um, let us know how that's working out for you. If you this made you think about the other side of it, just give us your perspective on it. Again, as we always say, do what works for you your perception of things is not wrong you got to make sure you're checking in with yourself and making sure you're being true to yourself and any and everything that you do absolutely and dm us you know you can also email us with your feedback our email is goldenperceptions.kn at gmail.com or you can just dm us at golden perceptions uh podcast on instagram and i think it's the same for facebook right um facebook is at golden perceptions podcast oh i'm sorry wait instagram is at golden percept golden underscore perceptions my apologies so yeah guys just hit us up and um you know if you feel necessary to let us know you know, some things or how you feel about non-traditional versus traditional marriages, absolutely give us your feedback. If we said something that you want to, you know, kind of counteract, absolutely, you know, hit us up. We'll be happy we to hear from open you. open for discussion. Any topics you guys want to hear, reach out to us, let us know. As always, we appreciate you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time. Bye.